Hey, Mr. Binks, you know how I do love to wear a silk scarf. Well, you might have a silk scarf coming your way in time for Christmas, and that's because we're jumping on Zoom now to speak to the amazing Ivana Noel about her scarf collection and a whole lot more. I'm Anna Webb. Welcome to A Dog's Life. Ivana Noel, I am so excited that you are joining me on A Dog's Life. So am I. <laughs> Gosh, I mean, where do we start? I suppose we ought to say we met, didn't we, in a pop-up mm. shop in yeah. Islington. And it would Over have been... dog biscuits. I think it was dog biscuits. I was interested in a white bag in the window, do you remember, which I did buy yeah. in the end. And then yeah. and then basically you accosted me, not in a horrible way, going, I've been watching you on Sky. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like... I, pr- I produced some dog biscuits that I'd homemade at, the t- at a time when people weren't doing that. And you were so impressed that you ate one. <laughs> did I? Did I eat one? It doesn't you, surprise you, me. You I mean, tasted it. Yeah. Oh, why not? If you'd it made gorgeous. it. I mean, I, it was mm. homemade. Nothing wrong with it. No, I taste everything. I mean, yeah, it, you know, because I figure, I figure if I can't eat it, then yeah, you know, my dog shouldn't either. Do you know what I, I mean? No, brilliant. And and through you, Ivana, I I met and spoke with and got amazing veterinary advice from the amazing Dr. Peter Dobias. Yeah, yeah. In Canada, yeah. and that's the other thing we share in common, actually. Yeah. That we are both Canadian. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, you, you uh, well, I suppose uh, me by uh, just by circumstance, because that's where we emigrated to after the Russians invaded in the Czech Republic. So I, I'm a I'm a naturalized Canadian, whereas I think you're a real one, aren't you? Well, I don't know if I'm a real one. So I never really lived there, but I was born there. That was it. Yeah, so, so you're a real um, one. Yeah, my dad was, I don't know if anyone's interested in hearing this on the podcast, but my dad was a Canadian citizen also. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so um, yeah, so a mixed sort of thing. And and we both love Hackney, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so so much wilderness and, and diversity, not just in the topography, but in the people, which I really like. Same, same. And just yeah. the energy of the mm. art influence um, in That's Hackney. Right. I was down in Hoxton actually only on Sunday and um, it inspired me to watch that documentary called Hoxton Street. Have you seen it, Ivana? I haven't seen it. I, and I, Oh, you know, I have seen it. I'm sorry. I have seen it. I have seen it. And it's amazing. Yeah. Oh, but it's so sad, right? I mean. It's so um, sad. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it's all interesting how um, life changes and moves on. And through the time we've known each other, which will be what going on for 14 years now. Easily, uh, not more. Mm. Yeah, exactly. We've we've gone through all of that. And the way that you um, what's the word, you know, like, what, what does the butterfly do? It metamorphosizes. Yeah. And yeah. you've recently metamorphosized because when we first met, I mean, apart from meeting through our dogs and watching a dog program and making dog yeah. biscuits, which I ate, mm-hmm. um, you had an amazing Jack Russell called Rocky mm-hmm. and Rocky and my first bull terrier, Molly, were kind mm-hmm. of friends. They were in, indifferent to one another, weren't they? Yeah. They were both yeah. of a similar ilk. Very, yeah. very spoiled only children yes. that went everywhere including being chauffeur driven to Paris and back and That's right. uh, we uh, explain about our Paris trip and and actually the the visit the kind of um um pilgrimage to <laughs> the dog cemetery or the pet cemetery wasn't it 
Mm, yeah, yeah. There were some other. It was well. It was. It is called the Cimetière des Chiens. So it yeah. was originally meant for dogs, but obviously mm. there are cats buried in there, a racehorse, and yes. some. Yeah. yeah, and some people say there is a lion in there. But um, oh, mm, oh I my, that I forgot. And 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 I'm sure uh, Kiki Lassange is there, isn't she? Or he? Yes, absolutely. I mean, gosh, everybody is really the yeah. very, very Saint, famous Saint Bernard that puts Saint Bernard's on the map as being the great rescue dogs. He's in there. I think that we, sh you and I, should demand to be in there, because frankly, I, I, I prefer the. I, I think I prefer the, the company of dogs over humans, even after death. Gosh, same here. I mean, I really hope <laughs> I am on the list to go to dog heaven. I yeah, mean, I kind of you. assume that I am, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, but I hope I will. Gosh. Oh, God. Oh, gosh. But Ivana, you're, you're making, because what I loved about you always was your amazing creativity. Apart from being a dog lover, loving you for that and yeah. going for fabulous walks um, together and all of these great things. Um, mm -hmm. And the fact that lots of things I need to speak in a linear way. Yeah. Um, you know, your passion for, you know, feeding your dogs on species appropriate food, yeah. you know, was something we, of course, had in common because you're related to Dr. Peter Tobias, who is yeah. um, an amazing vet in um, in Canada, isn't he? he yeah, is holistic, yeah. Yeah. And that was really interesting to learn about some of his great products and so on. But it was the fact that you designed window displays and yeah. a paper. You know, out yeah. of paper, you literally drew in paper that yeah. was utterly extraordinary. Explain a bit more about that, because you are simply so creative. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I'm. A, I, I, would, I, I suppose I'm a multimedia uh, artist, so I, I actually prefer to work in 3D, and I. But I'm an illustrator as well, and and so whether it's drawing flat or three dimensionally, um, and paper is a very, for me, and really easy and cheap um, medium to working in. When I worked for Walt Disney, uh, when we did the play sets for Disney, I worked on for Disney Princess, amongst other things. Um, first of all, it would be on paper, but secondly, just at the desk, I would recreate it three, you have to, because it's obviously a three-dimensional set or three-dimensional play set. So I'd, I'd, I would stick it together in paper. And I've done that since I was, since I was a child, there was, um, in uh, there were way back when they were selling these little uh, like a little postcard that you cut cut up and form into a car, so it was flat. But then you'd assemble it three dimensionally, and then in my fashion design, I would obviously a pattern for a body is flat, but it ends up being on a three dimensional human, obviously, and that's so. It was just a natural progression from that to create other things out of paper. Like um, I did the Jubilee window for for Brown's fashion, and uh, so I did a three dimensional horse in a in a crest, and I did the corgis, and I did crowns, and I did a a throne. So um, and I, I just I like the engineering and and figuring out which types of paper to use, whether they're solid or transparent or or textured or colored or shiny or metal and so on. So um, it allows me to create anything in paper. And it's amazing. When, when, yeah. it's on, when it's in a photograph, it, it will look like metal or it'll look like a chair, but it isn't. Exactly. And, and you know, it's light, it's movable. It so makes yeah. sense. It's fantastic. And then you know, what you've done most recently, which I just think is amazing, is you've started a whole silk scarf brand. Yeah, yeah, I love I've always I really love mid-century style. 
and um and you know all those sort of amazing aristocratic women in their in their palaces kind of posing lovely you know in their couture gowns and uh so that's kind of my go-to style and, and also mid-century films alfred hitchcock and you know uh breakfast at tiffany's all that 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 kind of that era um and also into the 70s and the the sort of the the hippie era and, and the really kind of fabulous what should i call like you know like gloria steinem and and the whole women's liberation movement at the time and the style that went with it and I think a scarf is, it's uh, its just, a, again, it's something, it's a bit like going from illustration into three-dimensional design. Uh, a scarf is something that's, it's a flat square. And depending on who wears it, it's transformed into their own personal style statement, whether it's a headscarf on the queen or uh, a halter top on a really pretty young girl or a sarong or tied around the neck in a bow and added with pearls or, and it just, it, it enables, it's, it's less, it's, I, I, for me, the scarf is the most democratic piece of clothing. Mm, oh. Gosh, I love that democratic yeah. piece of clothing because I love scarves. You know, yeah. I mean, we've bought a couple of scarves together actually, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. And I adore them, and I've got quite a collection. But recently, I found I put them on, and I'm like, I don't know, you know, and mm. and I've taken them off, and then I've tried again. I see, for me, accessories and, and and particularly scarves, and and particularly the way. You, and also, let's not forget, you can share it with your dog. It's one piece of clothing you can share with your dog. So for me, it's um, especially women coming to a certain age in life, um, mm -hmm. we, we can become more invisible. And I think that wearing accessories or tying a scarf into a turban or a, or a bow, it, it allows you to be seen. I do love them. I'm really giving them a go again, to be honest with you, yeah. because they are so stylish and simple. And the colour combination, you know, with That's a scarf, right. there's so many different colours, particularly with yours, you know, because mm. there is a hint of leopard, you know, there's a hint yeah. of oyster, there's a hint of gold or pink or, you know, and it's just that hint of colour that can just really lift. I mean, it's something you yeah. taught me, actually, about colour. Yeah. I Well, colour, I, I work with a with a color specialist and and um it's sort of she analyzes your skin color and and and, and it's there's a, a theory in in interior design that that um you know complementary about complementary colors and that if you do a scheme that is uh, in blue based colors you stick to blue based if you do a scheme in 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 yellow based colors then you you stick to that and and each color red blue green they they have a tendency to be either a little bit more blue or a little bit more yellow and depending on your skin type if you if you have like a very white skin that needs warmth then you would fall into the warm set of colors uh which fall into what what they what the color theory says either uh autumn which is muted colors or spring which is very bright colors and the same with with um with olive colored skin which is which tends to be a little bit on the yellow side you know, you, those colors are better with with a pop of pink uh, and a blue based pink, a fuchsia, mm. um, as opposed to like a geranium, which which would be in fall. And so, you know, Anna, you you're a lot in orange. I wear orange is my statement color, and and it looks great on you. And and so, especially around your face, that the color that you wear around your face reflects light into your face. And mm. if you're wearing the wrong, if you're wearing colors that aren't right for you, whether like for you and me, it would be blue based colors, it will bring out the, the rings under your eyes and it, it'll make your skin look a little um, unhealthy. 
So um, if you wear the right color around your face, and I design the scarves either yellow-based or blue-based, um, just putting that around your face, even if you're wearing a black suit, will automatically brighten your face and you'll need less makeup and and people will see you. You know, it's it's mm. about being seen. Yeah, and it just adds, a, you know, yes, a splash of color, but it's also with the silk, you know, yeah. silk is amazing and it's, yeah, yeah. it is like satin. It's not, or is it crepe yeah. silt, silk silt? Yeah, I, I do, I do several different types. And, and again, you know, sometimes the, the type of, it's always silk because silk, it's a natural fabric and it, it um, conducts heat in the way it should. And it, um, yeah, I just I like natural fabrics, but um, it's we do a chiffon and we do a silk twill, which is the classic kind of Hermes go to for a silk scarf. And we do crepe de chine. And and really, depending on your personality type, if you're kind of a bit tomboyish, you know, you're not, not necessarily going to go for a silk twill, you know, queenie scarf. You're, you're probably going to go for one of our chiffon scarves, which which feel almost like a very transparent suede. And we have a fringed edge. So it's a bit messy. Oh, gosh, uh, I don't think I've seen that one. That one sounds utterly yeah. amazing. Yeah, you'll have to come over and see. And then, um, or we have, you know, we have like a little scarf that for a young girl, it just tied around the neck is a little, little kind of Parisian look. Mm. Uh, mm. Um, so, and we have long scarves because not a lot of women get on with with a, tying a square scarf and they just want a long scarf to put on. So we've got long silk twill scarves. So it's really... Again, it, it we go into then into personality and lifestyle as to which scarf is is best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's great to have such a choice. I mean, it really is. Yeah. Because the thing is, you said there about silk conducting heat. And that is one thing I so notice. If you yeah. wrap a, a silk scarf around your neck, your neck stays warm. Um, yeah. 100%. Yeah. So. Yeah. And again, it is a natural fiber. And I think right, you know, yeah. it is so important because I think silk is being produced in a way. I don't think it's, you know, negative for the planet. It's is not. It? You know what? That that whole um, that whole aspect of the business is extremely tricky. Um, you know, some uh, there's there's a movement against using silk because the the cocoon obviously you kill the the creature that's inside the cocoon, um, and uh, so there's there are silk factories that actually just unwrap the silk and keep the cocoon. I don't know quite what they do with the with all the larvae, but you know, so there's that. Um, there's also the printing of it, and you know, it is it, there. These are printed in in large factories, obviously. My my contribution is that I, I do very small runs. It's a it's a luxury product. It's something that you keep forever. This is not I don't do fashion. I, I think that I do style. So I, I make my scarves, you know, they're 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 incredibly, uh, you know, long to, to do that. I really think about them. I, you know, obviously, if the color really suits you, you will have it forever. It will be in your and you'll probably give it to your daughter or your son afterwards. Mm, yeah, well, absolutely. But, but manufacturing is, is you know, I, I, unfortunately, I'm so small, I, I wouldn't be able to change that. But there's still, you know, there's still some environmental issues around um, printing. Mm. Um, and so, uh, unfortunately, I, I this isn't something that that I could possibly change in, in my small world. I The only thing I can affect is my packaging is all recyclable and and the fact that I do very small runs and that this is a product that doesn't end up in landfill. 
yeah, look, I mean, Ivana, compared to the, the the bigger things, you know, industrial yeah. pollution and um, yeah. plastic in the sea, I really feel, I apologise for asking the question, really. Because, you know, it's a valid uh, question and I think about it. I'm very, I, something that I'm concerned about is, um, because that's the sort of, you know, I, I'm concerned about every every creature when, when doing this. Um, I mean, I, I used to work for Disney, which is a mass pro, mass produced product and it and it it wore down wore me down and i um because obviously i, I in some way i'm contributing contributing to plastic landfill with the toys and you know when i came out of that um i'm i'm more comfortable in a in a artisanal sort of handmade in sense in a sense small production handmade product so i i i i think about it and that's why you know when it comes to packaging uh, scarves are packaged in that very kind of fancy you know look at Hermes boxes I mean people keep the Hermes boxes but other companies where you know it's not an Hermes it doesn't have much and it just ends up being in the garbage and so I've made you know beautiful boxes which you can certainly keep they're nice enough to keep but at the same time you think you know what I'm just gonna it's recyclable no, it's true, you know, there's so much packaging and everything that everybody yeah. keeps. Um, but I think a silk scarf, it, it's a gift. It's a memento. It's it's yeah. something that you take with you through the chapters in your lives. I've Definitely. got scarves that are, you know, really quite old now. And they were old when I got them because most of them are vintage. Um, and, um, yeah, yeah. you I know, mean, they're, they're lovely yeah. things, you know, to yeah. look at. Yeah. And people have memories. Like I know that my ladies is like, well, you know, my, my mother bought that and I still have it. And of course, mm. you know, the other thing about scarves is that you, you wear them around your neck and um, it's, it's where your perfume lies. And, and so it, 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 it's sort of, when you take it off, there's the scent kind of carries outside, you know, there's a, and, 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 and smell is, is a sort of memory. So I accidentally took a scarf of my business partners back from a pop-up we did the other day. And, and I was thinking, and I was smelling, I was thinking, is Annie here? Because her scarf was imbued with her with her scent. Mm, mm. And so it's quite a kind of it's quite sensual. And and yeah, we say, well, you know, when you when you take a scarf off your neck, you, you sort of like you reach out to the people around you and say, hello, I'm here. <laughs> Gosh, yes, I hadn't thought of that. No, mm. I honestly silk scarves, you know, I'm sold. But what I'm also sold on the idea is that you're making little scarves for dogs. I am. Yeah, so then you can match. That's and extraordinary. Gonna, That's amazing. Are they like bandanas or? Yeah, what? basically. Yeah, it's a pocket square. So I, it, it makes me chuckle because it's 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 for the man in your life, be he human or or animal or <laughs> or, or obviously obviously for the girl in your life as well. Um, exactly. <laughs> in in your case, um, but uh, yeah. So um, so the fact that you can both because it's big enough to for for a human to wear around their neck or obviously put it as pocket square in their in their pocket or. Or yeah, for your for your for your dog, so you can go around matching, which is quite fun. And it's quite a you know what if it's it's quite a light fabric, so it doesn't disturb the dog. It's it's uh, lighter than cotton. Mm, yeah, no, totally. I think bandanas are a real really great statement piece actually yeah, uh, for yeah. dogs because yeah. you know a lot of people do dress their dogs up and which I so absolutely abhor. I know I you're just... particularly on it, aren't you? I know, and and I know you 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 frowned on me because I did dress Molly, my first bull terrier, up occasionally, and I know <laughs> you didn't approve it. <laughs> but it's when you see these um, when you see these dogs out in their kind of pink frou frou and boots, and and you just think, Jesus, you know, th that used to be a, that that's related to a wolf. 
that that poor animal you've got in your arms in the pink parka was I know. the wolf once. I know, I know. And it and it all has to, you know, the market for clothes. I mean, I remember mm. not that long ago, it was really considered really quite wrong to even put like a sensible Burberry in, in inverted yeah. commas um, jacket on your dog. It was yeah. really not, yeah. not thought to be good. But I must admit, the brand I adore, which is totally dog friendly and totally great, bearing in mind, you know, my own dog's being smooth coated, abhorrent to rain. And Mr. Binks, what with his um, joint yeah. issues, is yeah. Equifleece. Yeah, I've got, um, I've got that as well. That's a You brilliant. have got an yeah. Equifleece. I got oh, you into Equifleece. You did. And, and it's, absolutely brilliant i mean that that's something different because that's um that has a function and uh, i have to say neither dog particularly liked liked it until it was wearing it and felt warm but but at the same time it it it, it has a function and it's soft and it doesn't scratch them no and, and it, yeah exactly and it's warm. You- Designed to fit a dog as well, exactly, you know, exactly, um, exactly. by experts. And as you say, you know, the fabric is unique because it is yeah. Polartec fleece. That's so right. it is a sort of fleece. That, brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. And people climb Mount Everest in it, you know, because it is water re- repellent and it works very cleverly to keep the body heat in. And some That's dogs right. need that, you know, some dogs need that, you know. So, um, but what was yeah. I going Yeah, I remember that. Yes, dear Rocky, he got a red one, didn't he? You got it, and now uh, Dash has a a neon one because I'm actually going to be taking him to Europe. And I found that when you're on the trains, um, they people tend because he's small, they tend not to see him. And I figure with the high vis, he's mm. a, a bit more noticeable. So, so there's a safety element as well. Did you get the orange or the yellow? I got the bright orange. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, it's brilliant. I've got both. I've got yeah, I love that. I've got them. Both of them have got one. Yeah. Yeah. So no, marvelous. Are you traveling on the Pet Express? I am with Brenda, the 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 fantastic Brenda. I love Brenda. I oh my mean, god, it... you feel so safe in her hands. You know what? Because I, I think I've mentioned that that I the the on the trip out there because I went with her in in uh, spring uh, this year. I another trip out there and she explains everything and she's so concise and precise and methodical and and I was thinking okay well you know for me maybe too much information but but not really because it made me feel safe it's it's quite traumatic to go across for some reason because you're not sure you know will the microchip work will the passport be okay and that's just such a it's a bit stressful but she really makes it easy and on the return trip she was training someone who was slightly cack-handed and you realize when you see somebody who's being trained, how much is involved in safely transporting? Like how how much she takes into consideration mm. um, the responsibility of taking these souls over through through that tunnel. I know. Um, imagine, cast your mind back, Ivana, to when Anna drove us to Paris. Exactly. Well, and, you know, oh. you know, it's stressful, right? Really stressful. And the first thing we had to do when we got there to Calais was get to a vet to give both our dogs a wormer because oh. the wormer had to be given 48 hours before return. And in order to do that, we had to do it the minute we arrived because we were yeah. only going for a weekend. That's right. I and remember. that was really hilarious. Do you remember? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they can you the two of us in that vet that their mouths are open. I think throughout our visit at the vet, they're just they were just they couldn't see they just couldn't believe what they what had, what had pitched up. No, I don't think they could actually at all. And there, there we were in my mini with the Union Jack on the roof. I yeah. mean, it's 
<laughs> priceless really bombing into Paris and yeah. then yes but that was fond memories but you know the the invention of the tunnel is great I just wish the actual train the Eurostar would accept honestly, dogs honestly I, I can't believe it I don't think they're going to we've campaigned for 15 oh, years for this there's no budging I, I don't I, know I'm sure it's the fact that they would have to actually build in a unit with a human at either end of that in in the in the train stations at one at St Pancras and the other one at and and uh, garden or and i think that's what's keeping them away from it because you're probably absolutely right because there would need to be some passport you know officials there i mean yeah, you know because exactly. the the law is the law on that front yeah, yeah you're probably right and there is no room in garden or i mean how much you know how much would it, it just needs a cubicle for heaven's sake but um i i just i wonder you know i would like to see in the future like what's going to happen because i, I i'm quite sure certainly judging from this area as you know anna that that dogs are becoming such a big part of our lives and, mm. and i, I want to ask you actually ivana because you've had dogs for years and years yeah. um as have i and and lived yeah. in london and traveled with dogs over over the years i mean what do you think is the main difference now Definitely more places allow dogs. Definitely than before. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, I agree. Um, There's nothing. I, and uh, yeah, and um, and a lot of it, um, I think Hackney paves the way with that because um, the cafes and so on came sort of later in time. And um, and I guess uh, Hackney was a magnet for the, the sort of artistic types. And and let's face it, they do have, I don't know, it's, it's a generalization, but... Um, you know, it's it's just a little bit more relaxed. Um, and I always found that, um, I, was, I always make a joke that in London itself, the sort of more upscale the venue is, hotel, restaurant, shop, the more likely you're allowed to have a dog in. Because, you know, frankly, if you're spending, um, you know, a hundred pounds on a little lipstick, and you wear you come in wearing a chicken on your head. What what you're going to be in bed with is, madam, what a beautiful chicken you have on your head. On your head. <laughs> um, uh, whereas if you go into Gap and you're spending twenty quid, they're like they they've got guards at the front of you know, at the door saying, no, I'm, no, you can't allow dog. No, we don't allow dogs. I I went into Aramis, um a few weeks ago, and there was a little dog causing absolute havoc. And um, and a woman sitting on a couch with with about 20 bags at either side, who was the owner of this extremely badly behaved dog. And no one said a peep. Mm. It's all very interesting. You know, yeah. I really do. I mean, I just want to see more proactive engagement, you know, like That's we right. used to do. You know, we used to march out, you know, together for a great dog walk with yeah. our own dogs and yeah. put the world to rights and come back That's freezing right. to your flat and we'd have yeah, hot soup. Right. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. that was all really good. But it just seems those sort of moments are fewer and far between as more of us are just running around like headless chickens, let alone having one on your head. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. And also, um, you know, more people are having dogs. They don't necessarily understand dogs. They, um, they're, they're, they're getting them for really the wrong reasons and then either giving them up or, or kind of, I, I don't know, letting them run around like, like the one in the Hermes, you know, that it's, it's, it's all about, as we've spoken about before, about training and understanding dogs, understanding dog language and, you know, understanding the fact that not everyone likes your dog, you know, not everyone mm -hmm. is, is particularly fond of dogs. or is Oh, it does remind of me of 
it does remind me of a moment when you just couldn't believe how naughty Prudence was because she was so full of energy Prudence like so different from Molly and um, we stopped off didn't we at the lovely donut shop yeah and we were queuing for a donut and Prudence just decided this was the most amazing place she'd ever been to (laughs) ever before she was on a lead I hasten to add you know but she suddenly just started to charge up and down on her lead and she just said this huge burst of excitement over the Humans. aroma of donuts yeah and um and I remember you you looked at me and you just went she can't do this in here Anna and I went <laughs> I can't help it Ivana she <laughs> she's only one and um and you raised your eyebrow up Did and I, I yeah you raised your eyebrow and I'm Thank just you. like mm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually surprised <laughs> that the raised eyebrow didn't uh, have any effect on prudence. So if, if that didn't affect, that's a typical bull carrier, hey? Yeah, yeah exactly. No, yeah. I only recount it with the fondest love and memory, yeah. actually, yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. you know, that's the thing. You know, bull terriers are extremely difficult yeah. and extremely difficult to um, channel their energy sometimes if you do end up with one like prudence who... Um, yeah. Very high energy and noise sensitive, touch sensitive. That's the thing. Every time everyone went, oh, hello, Prudence, aren't you lovely? And touched her. She just went off because <laughs> basically she had all these sensitivities to it. So sure. she's needed so much behavior work. But, you know, she's pretty good, actually. Now, well, you, I, know. you know, you say difficult, but I, I would say not impossible with from and, and you're living proof of that because. The, oh, in, in order to get um, the best out of your dog and uh, uh, the best out of the relationship you have with the dog is to work with the dog in a breed appropriate way in a um, not a breed appropriate but even like a you know uh, animal appropriate way that you understand it and you work with it and you train it and you love it and you feed it properly and that's that's the best way to to um, enhance your life and the dog's life Absolutely. Absolutely. And she's been back to that donut place and we've sat outside and she obviously hasn't had one to eat, yeah. but yeah. she's been so much better. And so yeah. and it's the gradual desensitization, but you have to go yeah. through it. You have to go yeah, through do. those embarrassing yeah. moments where things might not go according to plan. Yeah. And just literally work through, think, okay, that was too long in the donut shop. You know, next yeah. time we go, we're going to shorten it. We won't go inside. We'll stay yeah. outside and so on and so forth. So, but if you don't, try and get out That's there. Right. It's a daily process, isn't it? It's not just, you know, I've spoken to people and, and they somehow have the impression that you train a dog or someone else trains the dog for you and you're handed this kind of robotic thing that kind of does as it's trained. And it doesn't work like that. The training process is it, it happens every day, every day. Every day, absolutely. Absolutely every day. And that's the whole joy of bringing a dog into your life. It is a relationship. It's like with humans, you know, Mm -hmm. you you have to work on your relationships. And the same is true for dogs, of course, and cats, you know, I'll say as well. Here, 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 here for cats. Yes, yes. Yeah. True. Ivana, so in terms of scarves and where people, you know, can think, do you know what? Gosh, I need to get someone a scarf this mm. Christmas because mm. it is the ultimate gift that will mm. last forever and mm. make that person remember me for the rest of their life. Yeah. <laughs> Where can they get them? Um, so it's uh, I, my online shop is Castan Noel. So that's C-A-S-T-A-N-O-H-E-L, castanoel.com. Uh, and uh, yeah, buy online there. And, and our last shipping is on the 14th of December. Okay, so that's good. So there's still there's still time, which is fantastic. There's still a bit of time for there's, 
yeah yeah i not all the scarves are um up so the, the little pocket squares for the dogs uh the best ways to to uh dm me on instagram and um i mean they should be up in the next couple of days but but certainly talk to me on on instagram at castano well yeah fantastic well all the links are going to be in the show notes so don't worry yeah. they're easy yeah, no, easy yeah. easy we're the only click. ones on the internet they're quite easy to find us so Yes. No, amazing. Oh, well, Ivana, look, thank you so thank much you. for coming on A Dog's Life. It's been a long time coming and um, I can't wait to see you in the new year because, well, we won't say anything about it at all, apart from saying we might be doing a little project together. We are. I'm so excited by it. <laughs> oh, so am I. <laughs> Watch this space, the world. Watch yes. this space world. <laughs> yes, watch this space world. Ivana, Merry Christmas. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you too, Anna. That's our show, Mr. Binks. What did you think? Yes, I know you know Ivana. And you will be getting a silk bandana in your Christmas stocking. And what's that? Yes, you're right. It is Woof of the Week. <laughs> when you're gifting your dog this Christmas, have a conscience. Make sure it's sustainable and not going to end up in landfill. And it's not going to harm your dog. <coughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed it. If you did, go on, rate and review the show wherever you tune into your podcast. Thanks again, of course, to Ivana Noel for joining us today. And all the links to go shopping are in the show notes. Thanks, of course, to Mike Hansen, my producer, for all the music and production as ever. Find out more about Mike at Pod People UK. And for me, you can find me at Anna Webb Dogs. What's that, Mr. Binks? Yes, you're right. We will be back in your feed next Sunday. But go on, why don't you subscribe? Because it's free. And that way, you'll never miss another show. Bye for now. Bye for now.